0: it's Terry Gibbons, the C- CEO of the Center for Higher Education Leadership. And on today's podcast, we are talking to Tammy Cooper. But first, I want to welcome you to the Higher Education Leadership podcast. We are part of the Center for Higher Education Leadership, which is an organization that is, has a mission to empower leaders, uh, particularly in higher education, because we all know we can use a little help now and then. And as I said, today we are talking with Tammy Cooper, who is one of our contributors for our newsletter, Higher Ed Connects, and you can find that newsletter at www.higheredconnects.com. And we just launched our first newsletter, uh, our first official newsletter. We had an introductory newsletter that uh, went out previously, but we're very excited about getting this going, and we're very excited to have Tammy as part of our team. She is currently an Associate Dean in the School of Business at North Central University where she is the strategic planning, she works on sorry, strategic planning and initiatives, professional accreditation and oversees curriculum and assessment. And if you haven't noticed on our website, uh, we also have a, uh, currently a guide on assessment, which is a great resource. But, Tammy, welcome to the
1: podcast. Thank you, Terry. I'm so excited to join you today. Thanks for the invitation.
0: Yeah, this has been really great getting to know you over time, but I wanted to check in and find out a little bit more about uh, what you had to say in your article on uh, the transition to higher ed leadership. So, um, first of all, can you tell me what was your first administrative position and what were some of your considerations
1: in taking it on? Sure, so my my very first administrative position uh, was to step into an assistant dean of learning and student success role. And and so that first role really, um, I was given the opportunity to work in academic success center on freshman retention, on freshman orientation programming. Um, And so it was really exciting entry into an administrative role with really you know students who were new to being students as well so I look back at the parallels of, of the student group that I was serving and they were new to what they were doing and so was I so um, it was an exciting time for me and, and some of the considerations that I thought about in taking on that role was you know what what was I most passionate about um, and that's really important to me, and it was important when I considered taking on this first role because you know most of us enter into higher ed, if not all of us, in, in a discipline. You know we're, we're coming to excited about the teaching and learning process and engaging with students. And, and we're excited about the discipline that, that we're teaching in. And, and for me, that was management. And so I thought about, you know, do, do I want to stay teaching because I like my discipline of management? Or, you know, do I want to try this this new role? And, and for me, I really saw it as a way for me to um, kind of put my discipline in action, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so coming from management, you know, I was able to begin um, working administratively and putting some of those theories and, and ideas and, and concepts into action. Um, and I also thought about, you know, I really like impacting students, and and this would give me the opportunity to impact students across discipline, expand who I worked with, and also develop new skills, so those were the main things that I considered as I made that transition.
0: That's interesting. Now, I'm curious, you know, one of the things I had to take into consideration when I went into administration was, you know, the kind of the time it would take and, and how that might impact my, you know, potential research opportunities, and so on. So I'm curious if you had some of those considerations as well.
1: You know, when I started as a faculty member, I, I was at a, a teaching institution, and we didn't have heavy research requirements. So for me, um, I focused more on do I want to leave teaching and in my discipline. Um, so, yeah, a little bit different for me, but but I'm, I more had to make the decision as to did I want to leave teaching or not.
0: Yeah, I think that's a big consideration, because I know that in in most of my administrative roles, you know, it's been either when I've tried to teach, it's been hard, (laughs) because you just feel pulled in different directions. And then, um, you know, otherwise, you just you have to give up the teaching. And that's, that's a big decision to make when you're you know, this has been, you know, something you've been working towards, you know, throughout your career. But um, in any case, um, I'm curious, you know, one of the things that I talk often about is the people who mentored me along the way. And I'm just curious um, if you had any mentors who helped you or any particular role models that that you uh, had to help you as you made the transition.
1: I did. And and I agree with with you. I I think that, that's that's really important, um, and I don't think that I knew how important it was uh, until I was making this transition. I had a mentor at, at my institution at the time who really provided opportunities for me to participate in university-wide initiatives while I was still a faculty member. And this was really invaluable because it gave me a chance to kind of test drive what administration might be like before actually taking on a full-time role. Um, and and so I think from an initial standpoint, having that person in my life that that was willing to give me a chance to, to try things out on a project basis um, for administration really helped me also make my decision that yes, I really enjoyed this and that's what I wanted to do. And then I met a more experienced administrator from another university at a leadership conference and we remain friends even still today. And that was, you know, over eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really returned to her countless times for technical advice on things as I was starting out, like accreditation, she was in my same region and in assessment, um, you know, to, to help me through technical questions, but also just to be a, be a friendly ear that I could, I could talk through tough situations with. Um, to seek her counsel really on how to navigate difficult situations. And really often she provided me with additional ways of viewing my situation that helped me make more effective choices. You know, she had been in my role um, and she really embodies uh, things that I really value. Um, She has a deep commitment to what she does, strength, humor, and confidence. And sometimes you just need to share something and, and have someone laugh with you. Um, and just let you know you're okay, that it's okay to have a difficult task, have a difficult day, have a difficult situation, but also someone you can lean on if you have specific technical questions. So for me, um, I had a mentor who really helped me start my administrative career, and then one who has stood by my side throughout. So I, I, more valuable than I can articulate. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. I have several mentors who I stay in contact with you know, to this day who were there for me when I was at the University of Texas early in my career. And I have to say that, you know, those are some of the people who really are, you know, I, like you said, I, I lean on them when I have difficult issues to deal with or just need to talk. And so I think, you know, the importance of mentors can't be overstated. And actually that's something we're going to be doing on our website is um, providing opportunities for our subscribers to have access to people who've been in uh, higher ed administration for a long time and are good advisors and Um, I think we're going to end up setting it up kind of like an office hours type of situation because I know one of my frustrations even when I had mentors is often they were too busy and I I wasn't sure when I could, you know, contact them and so on. So this way, you know, there's, uh, you know, it's clear when somebody's available and and when you can reach out to them. And and so I think this is going to be a really good uh, resource from our website. But um, in any case, yeah, I, I think the, the role of mentors um, can't be overstated, like I said, but I think that we also need to um, make sure that we're providing more opportunities, particularly for women and uh, people from ethnic and racial minority backgrounds, because you know, we need to get more of these people into these types of leadership positions.
1: Absolutely. And and I think, you know, the, the mentor model that you're describing, um, I know for me, I would have loved to have had uh, a way to contact someone um, or an established time that I could tap into someone's expertise. You know, there, there's just no playbook for many of the um, things that we encounter in new administrative roles. Um, and oftentimes they're unique to our institution at the time. And so what a great what a great um, tool and resource to be able to connect with a mentor um, who has experience in areas that you may be struggling with. So, so I can't, I can't say enough um, how valuable I think that resource will be.
0: Yeah, I I think it's really, really critical for uh, people who are, you know, dealing with this, especially early in their administrative career. But, um, okay, so, this is a very typical question, but you know we, we we have to ask it. Is which were what were some of the biggest challenges you faced both personally and professionally? Um, I know that I I, c- I could talk for hours probably about some of my biggest challenges, but pick a couple that you think um, would be illustrative of how you've
1: managed to to be successful uh, in your academic career. Sure. So I think you know personally for me, uh, when I first made the transition. Um, I really carried a lot of my insecurities home Mm -hmm. um, and I dwelled on them at home and in the evening when I got home and on the weekends and I began to um, take up my personal time trying to Mm fill things that I thought I was inadequate in, in my administrative role. Mm -hmm. And so I, I had this initial struggle uh, and I look back now and I kind of think of it as this get up to speed mentality. Um, and, and, you know, I still struggle even now with when to cut work off. Um, Mm -hmm. but back then as a new administrator, I really felt, um, the strong need to get up to speed as quickly as possible. And so I struggled a bit personally with just time, but also as a person, um, I wasn't used to feeling, insecure about my work um and so that was a new a new hurdle for me was to to really recognize that i had some insecure feelings um about what i was doing um and so that that was really um a big challenge for me and i would almost describe it as a bit of an imposter syndrome that i went through Mm -hmm. um because and it it lasted for a while um and it, it took a long time of working on relationships, which is why communication and relationship building is is really something that um, I think is key in administrative roles. Because as I began to do that um, and do it more frequently and with different people and to begin to face things head on, I think those hurdles became fewer for me. Um, but, you know, with no playbook and no way to start with experience in many cases, it's really a professional challenge, but it it's spills over into a personal challenge, or it did for me. Yeah, yeah, I can
0: see that, and, you know, I struggled with that as well, you know, there's the whole imposter syndrome side of it, but there's also just the fact that, you know, this is a new job, and you're having to learn a lot of new things, and, you know, it was, for me, I I had a similar situation where I felt like I had to spend a lot of time, um, you know, taking courses, or going to conferences, things like that, and, um, in some ways it was helpful, but I, I think, you know, there's a, there's a chance that you might kind of overdo it and, um, you know, not really focus enough on just doing the job and, you know, but the taking it home, I, I totally <laughs> can relate with, um, I did that way too much, especially early in my administrative career. And, and luckily in more recent years, especially since I have two, uh, two boys, um, that I've been able to kind of keep a separate space between work and, um, you know, home, so I, I really appreciate that component. Um, so, I mean, are there any other tips or, or thoughts you would add to, um, I know that it's a really great article you wrote, and I, I really appreciated the things you had to say in there um, about uh, that transition.
1: Um, anything else you would like to add before we wrap up? Sure, I think one thing that that is something I, I recognized later, and I wish I had I had thought about this early on. And that is that you know I think we have to approach these administrative roles in the way that we're most comfortable, um, and not try to mimic um, necessarily how others approach the role. Uh, and so I would I would you know challenge. Um, those moving into these new administrative roles to really think about the strengths they bring. Um, And so think about your strengths and and how you can leverage those to be effective in your administrative role and and not necessarily um, connect with the mentor to try and mimic their approach. Um, For me, I think that helped me overcome that, that kind of imposter feeling or or feeling like I wasn't ready or equipped, I, I began to just leverage the things that I was better at and work on those things that I, I felt were weaknesses for me. So, so I, I really would encourage anyone moving into an administrative role that, that kind of feels like, like they're um, not comfortable in their skin yet to think about that and, and leverage those strengths to their advantage.
0: Yeah, that's really great advice because I know that I, and it's and it, to a certain extent for me, it was figuring out, you know, what were my strengths and and how to best utilize those in the kinds of positions I was in. And I think that's just something that, you know, it takes time, but um, it's really uh, an important thing to keep in mind. And and also, you know, I would just add to that, that, um, you know, relying on others for their advice. So for example, staff and, and, you know, faculty and, and others um, and, you know, really communicating and listening in on, you know, their advice and things they have to say, because, you know, we often focus just on mentors, but there's also people within your staff and, um, you know, on the faculty and and so on who can help you uh, figure out which uh, things to focus on, how to set priorities. And also, you know, uh, one thing that I often talk about um, in the transition is figuring out what the culture of the uh, institution and also the group you're working in is because uh, a lot of times I think that uh, understanding the, the kind of the underlying culture of the people you're you know, of the organization you're working in whether it's you know a small unit within a university or a larger uh, the larger university itself is an important component of being successful as an administrator absolutely Yep. So, so on that note, I think we will wrap up here. This has been a really great conversation and I have really enjoyed talking to you and getting your input. And I hope that uh, folks will go out and check out our newsletter and especially the recent articles. And until next time, thanks for joining us. Thank you.